Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap here for the Fightful Wrestling Podcast. It's a, the official name of the show now, the Fightful Wrestling Podcast. In case you guys missed it, we had a big announcement on the main page. Let me just pull that up and tell you all about it. Uh, not only will I pull it up, I'll do screen share. That way you guys can read it as well. Okay, Because I'm a gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Let's see here. Majorfightful.com announcement. Hey guys. Big news coming out of Fightful.com today. We will be starting FightfulWrestling.com, which is all wrestling all the time, and FightfulMMA.com, which is MMA and boxing coverage only. We will still be bringing you the traditional Fightful.com, which, which combines both of them if you like those. But as we've learned, as some of you just like one or the other, and there's nothing wrong with that, but we're going to still bring you all the great coverage. But even more, our dude Showdown Joe is going to be doing uh, – more podcasts than ever before. You're going to get the Fightful.com MMA podcast daily. You're going to get the Fightful Wrestling podcast daily. And that's not it. Our boy Showdown Joe and Jimmy Van locked down some people. Sean Pearson, UFC fighter who won his last three fights, who are kind of taking a hiatus. And the 12-1 the and one, Elias Theodoro, who is a uh, the Ultimate Fighter Nations winner in 2014. So we're not bringing you Washed up scrubs here at Fightful.com. Oh, no. We got Matt Riddle, who left the UFC on a four-fight win streak. Sean Pearson, who uh, left, the, left the UFC on a three-fight winning streak. And the four, the 12-1, and one, really 15-1, and 16-1, if you count his uh, ultimate fighter record, Elias Theodoro. Also, Joe did a show with uh, James Lynch, a great friend of Fightful.com tonight. Go check that out. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, all that stuff. But yeah, we're, and I will be still doing shows with Joe uh, with regularity. I think we have one this Thursday. And of course, we'll be doing all the post shows as well. Bring it on the verified accounts, Alex. And you ain't one of them. No, 
No, I'm not. They don't verify people with fingerless gloves. They don't. No, no, they don't. Uh, but uh, but I'll I'll give it another shot and see uh, see if see if they'll give the old blue check mark since they apparently are passing that out a little bit more now. But uh, hey hey, what's that supposed to mean? Oh no no, it's like just more. Is that a shot? It's not a shot at you. Shooting? I am not. I'm not shooting. I don't shoot. Yeah. It's all Somebody work. says, where's Matt Riddle now? Matt Riddle is probably at home. I don't know. We're doing a Thursday show, and you better believe I'm going to bring up 29 holes for 29 souls because he will go banana over that. Uh, guys, if you all haven't been following me along on uh, Twitter, I use that hashtag Retro Rumble hashtag, and I'll be compiling those in a series of three or four different things as I've been going back and watching all the Royal Rumbles. Something you all have to look forward to, guys. Our unverified co-host, Alex Palowski, will be hosting the post-NXT and post-Royal Rumble shows as I will be in San Antonio for those. If you're there, come by, say hi to me. I may be wearing some glasses because I can't see in general. But uh, we got Jeff Hawkins for him on Saturday. Looks like Anna Bauert on Sunday. So, hey, if you all haven't been checking out Anna Bauer's stuff, go do it. Most Ridiculous, one of my favorite things on the site. Leave us a thumbs up here. I'm doing anything I can to avoid talking about Monday Night Raw, Alex. <laughs> what else should we talk about instead? Let's think of all the things. Meryl we- Street. Yeah, we can talk about that. We could- mm. Let's not, though. Um, Let's there- not. Yeah. <laughs> There's other things. Uh, uh, I will say this. For Meryl Streep saying that the UFC or that MMA has no foreigners, uh, we sure as hell were able to find like half a dozen of them to do podcasts for us. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot diggity damn. ECW says, let's get into it, Sean. Do we have to? People say, are you going to be mean if I say hi to you, Sean? No, absolutely not. I'll be around there with, with friends. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot of my friends that are in town. Uh, Issa, WWE blogger, diva on Twitter. Uh, Corey Santiago, Nick Gator, Steve from the late shift. I got lots of people that are going to be out there. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. Hanging out with you guys. Okay. By the way, guys, we have live coverage of the UK tournament this, this Saturday and Sunday and UFC fight night coverage. Come over there. I want you all to come hang out on our discuss boards. There's really no reason that you shouldn't have been. There's really no reason you shouldn't have been. What is that ambient noise I hear over there? I'm not sure. How dare you? Are you running an air purifier during the show? I'm, uh, I might have been uh, possibly running a space heater because oh. it is like four degrees outside and I am in my basement. So mm. I will, I'll shut that shit down right now. You freeze. You freeze. You wearing, right. You're wearing fingerless gloves. You'll be all right. Right, exactly. But my fingers are still cold. Everything else is nice. Somebody says, talk about Rousey possibly being suspended. That's a hoax. Uh, it's fake. Okay. Here we go. There was a show tonight. It was called Monday Night Raw. It was not very good, Alex. It was not very good. I guess they figured everybody would be watching Alabama Clemson. I haven't been paying attention. I don't even know if the game's close or not. Uh, but because I had to cover this thing, you know, with both eyes peeled, unfortunately. So uh, 
Yeah, I don't. I guess they this they thought so. They were counter programming with Taker came out during halftime, and that was basically all. Yeah, right they there. they dug about two point three million holes for the two point three million <laughs> souls that watch this show, yeah. to say the least. We kicked it off with uh, Braun Strowman being on the hunt for Roman Reigns and Goldberg. I like this. He should have been on the hunt for Brock Lesnar, or not Brock Lesnar, uh, Roman Reigns and Goldberg. He was out for vengeance. Strowman attacks Reigns before his United States title match, which was much to the chagrin of Jericho. They joined in on the jolly beatdown. Rollins made the save with a nice Van Damidator. I haven't seen that in a while. And Rollins pulled it off pretty well, pretty safe. Strowman was able to make it look pretty natural. I... Not too bad. Uh, Rollins Strowman booked next. What did you think about this opening situation? The the whole, the whole thing about uh, the very first segment where uh, Stephanie was giving Mick Foley his performance review in front of a camera for some reason, yeah. uh, and she said, "You know, your whole your your performance review depends on whether or not the Undertaker shows up." I know that a week ago we said he was going to be here. And we've been promoting it for a week, but now there's rumors going around that he might show up or might not show up. And I understand, Mick Foley, that you control the Undertaker and ha- and can summon him at your will. So I'm going to hold you to that, says Stephanie. Then Seth Rollins shows up just to shoot the shit, apparently. And then Braun comes in, and like there's this great visual of Braun talking to Stephanie and Mick with Seth like right here on him. <laughs> was, which was a good little thing. And then Seth throws a punch at Strowman and gets that started. And I honestly loved the the beginning of the U.S. title match because I thought since there's no disqualifications that, that Owens and Jericho were just going to let Braun Strowman destroy Roman Reigns. And then when Braun was done with that, they were going to sit on him and take the pin. I thought that, uh, give him the pin. I thought that was going to be great. But no, Steph comes out and, She's in charge of everything tonight, and she's very pissy. I don't know what flew up her nose, but she was not in a good mood. And so she just it was just a lot of Stephanie just being angry at things today. And that's my least favorite part of Raw when that happens. And that was a lot of tonight. So I liked the Van Daminator. That was cool. Yeah, that's a cool that thing. That was neat. That was neat. Somebody says, are you all going to do a live podcast from the Rumble? No. Um, I'm not equipped for that yet. But, like, if I end up going to WrestleMania or something, here's the thing. If I end up going to WrestleMania, like, Jimmy Van will be there. So I'm sure he'll have the means to do so. Uh, I'm sure Matt will be wrestling in town that weekend. Maybe we can get him around. In the future for stuff like that, yes. I will. I will have, like, a... Not a live podcast, but an on-site podcast, per se. I mean, hey, we're the fastest-growing wrestling, MMA, boxing podcast network around. I don't have the numbers to back that up. I'm just assuming. (laughs) Share the uh, link, guys, on Twitter, Facebook. Also, register for free at Fightful.com. Get early access to the Matt Riddle Show on Thursdays. It's a lot of fun. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. Also, that Shane Helms podcast on Fridays. We talked uh, Royal Rumble. We talked last week uh, about gimmick or not gimmicks, gimmick matches. That was a whole lot of fun. Go check it out. We did a supersized edition for you guys. Uh, he also commented on the TNA situation. When are we getting teas made up? 
I sent out a blueprint, a, a request for our tech team to make a design today. So hopefully I'll have that submitted by the end of the week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Back to this Raw show. Oh, gosh. Okay. Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman. Strowman is getting better every single week, Alex. Yes. In every facet, from selling to execution to working a match. And they're putting him in there with the right people, I think. Yeah. Well, th- I like the progression of this. Um, Seth Rollins uh, is uh, presents himself as a bigger man than Sami Zayn, even if he isn't. Uh, he was he was the champion of the whole company for a long time, uh, about a year and a half ago. So he should uh, be able to uh, inflict a little more damage on him on Strowman than Zayn, but not be able to just have his way with him. So I like that there's a uh, a progression there. I thought that Rollins was able to work a lot of the babyface stuff that made him so popular um, when he was um, part of the Shield. Um, when when they were doing their amazing stuff, and he was able to do things like climbing up on top of the ring post and doing some big thing, even though he missed it, uh, he was he he feels like he's able to do some more flippy shit uh, and be more of a of a you know fun babyface type of guy uh, against a man the size of Braun. Um, so I liked a lot of that. Um, I think that there's a, there's something to be done to help Braun um, react to things that's not just <laughs> like that's, I, that's, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, man. I've been watching all those Royal Rumbles back, and it ain't that much worse than some of the selling I see from back in the day. I know that's the thing is that it reminds me a lot of that old school selling. I would love because I think that there's a really a, a lot of potential to to like to have Braun here in the next couple of years really progress to become something very special. I think that one yeah. of the things that he can do is to is to figure out a way of selling that's a little different than that. Um, but uh, but I I I really love what they're doing with him. I was um, I liked that he's really just angry at all the biggest names in the business right now, and it's cool that that then elevates him and allows him to be like close to the semi main event, which is uh, where he belongs right now. He's certainly one of the most over guys uh, on the roster. And uh, and he, it shows like people are really into him and they're booking him well, really well for a guy his size. He is Vince McMahon's wet dream and they're putting him against the right kind of people. He had a really cool high angle spine buster that I liked. Yeah, that was like the kind that Goldberg used to do way mm-hmm. back in the day where you'd catch him with the one leg, bring mm-hmm. him up, throw him down. Yeah. Rollins flew off the top rope into the barricade. Both guys got counted out. Oh, also, when I was doing the pitches, guys, forgot to mention, follow at Fightful MMA and at Fightful Wrestle. Fightful Wrestling, too long, wouldn't fit. Trash. But that's where our live tweets will be, our giveaways, our contests, a lot of that stuff. At Fightful Wrestle, at Fightful MMA. Go do it now. We're still Twitter eggs on there. We had the Women Diva Ladies backstage. We'll group these two segments into one, these backstage parts. 
Bailey and Sasha are backstage, and this is a not good promo where they're like, hey, hey uh, I'm in the same position you were a couple months ago. Hey, I've got your back if Dana Brooke is going to interfere. <laughs> well, Charlotte shows up and forces in a Golden Globes reference. Because get, get this, guys. It happened last night. It happened last night, so they talked about it. Right. They brought it up. And I don't know they, if they did it. I don't know if you know this, Sean, but Emma Stone can't handle a candle to Sasha Banks' performance. Handle a candle, I believe, is not the actual phrase that is the not the turn of phrase that she was trying to use. Is handle a candle? <clears throat> How do you know? I I don't. Maybe that was scripted, but I I I I think it's hold a candle. Maybe she's insinuating that, like, I don't know. You, you never know. You never know. Either way, as yeah. I like to say, either way, this was trash. This was all trash. Nia Jack showed up and attacked Bailey and Sasha with Charlotte. Then she threatened Charlotte, too. I thought that was good. That's hey, good. I'm, all, I'm all for that teasing it, whether they have it planned or not, because that's what Nia Jack should do. Yeah. Good direction there. Yes. There's, there are a few people on this roster on both shows, uh, Raw and SmackDown, Corbin, Strowman, Jax, who should not give a damn about heel-face alignments. And they don't, and it's great. That part I really liked. That, that's always my thing. Like, jerks get along, but the good people don't ever have anybody to help them. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Alex247 says, what's with all those weird crowd shots? That's a new directive. Well, not a new directive. It's been going on for... Uh, for a few few different uh, a few weeks rather yeah somebody uh, says am i the only one who wishes Corey graves killed byron saxon with that voodoo doll <laughs> jesus <laughs> guys yeah. come on now come on now so um jack gallagher defeated drew gulak sorry about the dead air guys i i lost my train of thought for a second gallagher got a nice reaction but I'll say this, Austin Aries was rightfully busting balls about the lack of knee pads in this match. A real <laughs> lack of knee pads in this match. Yeah. Whether was, you need them or not, wear the knee pads. There was a better, there was aesthetics. Nary a knee pad to be found in this match. Um, you never used to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like five or six guys on the roster who don't wear them. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I do know that I love Jack Gallagher. I do know that I love the fact that Jack Gallagher is interviewed after the ring and talks about having a parlay with Arya Davari <laughs> as though he's in Pirates of the Caribbean and they're going to parlay. Yeah. And if Davari da, uh, doesn't agree to the terms of the parlay, then Jack is going to be forced to engage him in fisticuffs. Uh, I love this guy. He's, he's everything that the vaudevillains should have been and were not allowed to be. Uh, but I think it's because Jack Gallagher is just so much better at doing this gimmick than those two guys are. Uh, he's he's so good at this thing, and I, I he he's making two hundred five live into appointment viewing. Like, oh crap, they're going to do that. I got to make sure I turn it to an end. You know, like they're 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 doing a really good job of promoting that. I still won't tune in. Uh, Austin Aries has been out for about eleven weeks. I'm going to ask around and find out how far along he is with his recovery. But I'd say 
it's not going to be that far off. But Yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with him because they've already created a top heel in the division in Neville. Like that's what that's what I thought they were going to do with Austin Aries when he came back was slot him into that position, but they've already created a perfect top hey, heel in Neville. There ain't nothing wrong with a couple of top heels on a show, right? Right. I, I, I will. Interest, I'm interested to see how they react to each other, and whether or not they can, you know, be in cahoots or something. But uh, I, I really loved Austin Aries in NXT, and I'm interested to see what he does with some of these uh, cruiserweights. Since the WWE groups in all their cruiserweight stuff together, that's what we'll do too. Sure. Neville defeated Lince Dorado. This was a quick match. Uh, he won with the Rings of Saturn. I, I thought that was cool. Also, he attacked Lince and applied it again. So they established this move one night. Yep. Did I, I know he's done it before, but they really got it over and established it. Like, this is his move. I like it because the red arrow is a move where people are going to pop. They're gonna, they, it's a babyface move. Using yeah. the rings of Saturn isn't. Um, Rich Swan makes the save. That's cool. Uh, a thought that I had is they need a cruiserweight Taz. They need a guy like that who just suplexes the piss out of people. I know a guy who does our Thursday podcast who's about two hundred and five pounds who can do that. But yeah, well, as somebody uh, said he'd, he'd be wasted as a cruiserweight. Yeah, uh, and until he gets there, uh, if he were to do it. Uh, Neville is certainly strong enough get to, to throw guys all over the ring. I would love yeah. to see him as like mini Brock Lesnar um, because it would be frustrating. Everyone knows that. what a fantastic high flyer he is. And if he refuses to do that stuff and just brutalizes guys with suplexes, he's incredibly strong. Uh, so, yeah, uh, just the idea of him throwing around dudes who are 20 pounds lighter than him, that, that would be great. I mean, having a cruiserweight AJ Styles, even though he's a cruiserweight himself, yeah, essentially, they like apparently have no limits to AJ Styles. Like, they're not like, don't jump, don't pick people up, don't do this right. move, don't do that move. They took the chains off, and he and he's great. Alicia Fox, <laughs> dumb dar, she slaps, and then later she finds him and kisses him, and he reacts like, whoa. Do you think this is like – have you ever seen the movie – oh, what is it? Is it the movie Sex Drive? Have you seen that movie? I have not seen the movie Sex Drive, no. <laughs> there are these two teenagers that are driving around a car, and they always see hot girls. They're like, what's up, what's up? Want to see our dicks? Then when a girl's like, yeah, they're like, oh. Oh, so- Bye. So, so this that, is them. That's that's you think that's what that's Noam Dar's gimmick. Is this, he's he's working a sex drive gimmick. He's okay. working a sex drive gimmick. He's the bully that, that kept calling people out and got punched in the nose. He um and now he's like, oh whoa, what's what's going on here? I got to act on this now. This whole deal is just bad. Uh, I don't know. I wish we had a female voice on this podcast to talk about this particular one because like he's Oh come on. I mean, no, seriously. There uh, are creeps in the world, Alex. There, there certainly are, but there's a way of, of handling that that's not Alicia Fox like says, Oh, so you've been a creep to me, so I'm going to kiss you as revenge is just not a thing that's 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 
I don't know. <laughs> what um, are you talking about? That happens I'm... all the time in the real world. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's just bad. This whole thing is bad. Uh, Noam Dar is doing a great job with it, but I don't, I don't think it should be a, a storyline uh, that I think it demeans everybody who's involved in it personally. But I do still love the way that Noam Dar says, Alicia Fox. Uh, Apparently that's the entire basis of this storyline yeah. is that Vince McMahon thinks it's funny. Yeah. He thinks it's hilarious the way that uh, Noam Dar says Alicia Fox. So he says, let's just have him do it over and over again. I think it's hilarious. Well, we do have a female voice because Anna Bauer, the host of Most Ridiculous, which uh, the new episode drops tomorrow, you guys. So check that out. She says it was trash. They made his behavior seem okay. Yeah. 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 Now, I will say there are creeps like that. There are not people – well, I'm sure there's somebody in the world that acted like Alicia Fox did. Right. Right. That ain't typical. Now, now, to to their credit, Alicia Fox has never been considered typical on this programming. And and we we have yet to see whether or not Noam gets a full comeuppance at the hands of Cedric Alexander. You know what I mean? Like, we haven't actually seen that. And even then, a lot of women will say, I don't want Cedric Alexander to give him his comeuppance. Because I don't want to hear about no, Dar or him coming up and or anything. Right, right. That that Alicia should be the one to really do it in a certain way of 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 getting him out of there. But whatever, it's kind of it's time to move on. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, not exactly a hero's welcome for him. He didn't get a big reaction when he first came out. His <laughs> new movie, Alex, looks shitty. I sent you the trailer a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, I've seen the trailer. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, listen, I to to each their own. Everybody believe what you want to believe, but, but the the faith based genre of movies is not for me. It was not intended for me. Uh, so it's one of those things that I'm not sure if if I'll get around to reviewing it for uh, outside of the ring reviews. My uh, semi regular. Oh, I mean, well, I'll just I'll just review Shawn Michaels' performance as the mechanic with a heart of gold. Have you ever seen? I'm not I'm not trying to bash anybody's religion or anything like this. Have you ever seen the trailer for that God's Not Dead movie? I yes. Ooh, Dean Cain. Yeah, he needs to be a pro wrestling manager because <laughs> he's there. He's cutting the promo on the Christian lady. He's like looking at her. You believed in God your entire life, and look where it got you. Yeah, that's the thing. Dead. Yeah. I was like, "Damn, man, this is just bad." It's, it's yeah. like legit. anyway. Uh, to uh, in the in the vein of 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 Sean not getting the biggest pop, maybe it's because the crowd was subjected to him dabbing with TJP before he came out, and they were kind of just shook by that, like not not being able to to get over it. Um. This whole segment with HBK was just awful. Uh, somehow, oh, yeah. somehow, uh, it was almost saved by Rusev coming out, and uh, he—I I thought it was going to be ruined by that. Like, you know, oh God, they're sacrificing Rusev to HBK. Uh, then they started in with the with the sweet chin music chants. Like, they couldn't wait two minutes. To get to, to watch Rusev take a, a sweet chin music, but Rusev comes out there with Jinder and Lana and says, "You know that stupid movie that you have coming out? It's so stupid. You should put my wife in the movie." 
and 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 it's just it's just uh, every time a terrible joke doesn't land, there would be a pause, and then Rusev goes, "Anyways, put my wife in movie." I <laughs> thought that was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. Rusev, Rusev tried so hard to save this with his comedic skills. At one point, he called himself the Bulgarian George Clooney. Uh, but but it, it can't be saved because then Alex Clooney's from my hometown, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, George, uh, Cass and Enzo come out. Enzo's working the the uh, the wheelchair thing. Apparently, he's got a legit knee injury that he's uh, just staying off of, uh, not com- not competing with. But then he gets into the ring. He does. They do all their thing. They're talking about all the movies that Jinder Mahal and Rusev remind them of. It's just really bad and lazy and. Bad. Boy, have the Jets cooled on these two. It's not good. It's not good. Um, but then, then of course, uh, Rusev calls them stupid Americans and because that's all he can do. And uh, that's all he's allowed to do. Uh, and Big Cass says, okay, let's settle this right here, right now in a one-on-one match. And because Rusev is a foreigner and all foreigners are cowards, he says, sure, gender will be in the match. And so then we get a Jinder Mahal and Big Cass match that nobody wanted. Yeah, Cass would go on to hinder Jinder. Uh, Michael super kicked Rusev. He was the designated super kicky of the night. I don't know what we're supposed to say about this. Cass won. It was an elbow drop. It was pretty quick. Okay. Uh, I got a lot of comments about Jinder Mahal's physique. He's in great shape. I don't think that means he's on steroids, guys, even though everybody seems to assume that when somebody's on TV naked for a living, that they're on steroids if they're they're uh, in good shape. Our uh, social media guy, Kyler James, will also be at the Rumble. Go say hi to him as well, guys. Oh, man. This was a stinker. <laughs> Stephanie has had enough. I meant to group this in earlier. She goes off on Bailey and Sasha Banks, and she's like, I'm the only boss on this show. How dare you have a nickname? <laughs> what are you thinking? Man, <sighs> like, what if – and that's just so weird. Um, yeah, the positive in this, at least maybe eventually Sasha and or Bailey can beat her up, but I don't know. Gallows – Versus Sheamus. Anderson was on commentary. Cesaro was on commentary. That was a fi- that's a five man commentary desk. They yeah. they sh- they showed it from in front, and it well, looked like they're trying to top. They're trying to top SmackDown. Okay, it looked, it looked like the damn Last Supper painting. There were so many guys sitting on one side of a long table. Uh, yeah, it was it was just it was fine. The match was fine. It was what I thought was going to happen last week. They had a singles match, Anderson versus Cesaro, and this week it's the Gallows versus Sheamus. Next week it'll be Gallows versus Cesaro, and the next week after that it'll be Anderson versus Sheamus because they have to hold off everything until we're biding our time until the Royal Rumble match. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it is what it is. There was a lot of Anderson talking about how awesome he is in Japan, which I think was interesting with Wrestle Kingdom getting so much of the uh, press this past week. It was just Anderson talking about Japan a lot. Uh, I thought that was funny. I thought it was very funny. That was good. Uh, he just kept bringing that up. Um, like, this is another one of those, what am I supposed to say about this? Thank God Paul Heyman and JBL aren't on this show because this is why we have so many proponents of a two-hour Raw. Because what they did here 
went back. I guess project make people give a shit about Gallows and Anderson. Right out the window. Gone. It's gone. Anderson and Gallows are two real entertaining guys. Mm -hmm. They could have done a lot more in a 90-second backstage segment without cheapening their eventual match. A lot of people. That's how pro that's how you would see Edge and Christian at a pub or when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply something like they would intentionally be avoiding wrestling people because they're they're heels that's what they do yeah my 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 thing has been uh jbl explained perfectly why they were never going to go back to the two hour raw they make too much money from the third hour but my thing is you can utilize that third hour so much better than you are using Mm -hmm. it you know there's just just a lot of stuff that is so much filler uh, you have matches that that could be two minutes, three minutes longer, with a lot of great spots within them. Make make them s- switch up the pairings of the matches a little bit. I but. I wouldn't be opposed to them doing like almost a live talking smack format where they have like a, a Renee Young at a booth, and after maybe after a match or after a commercial break, one of those people is up there talking to him. Bailey's up there talking to him, and it's not scripted. Yeah. That's the main thing, is it feels so canned. Yeah. Stephanie McMahon gave McFoley a deadline to bring The Undertaker in by 10 p.m. Eastern. She should have just said halftime. <laughs> when, <laughs> when it didn't look like he'd show up, she went off on Foley for being inept, and Foley sold the hell out. He thought he was losing his job. Yep. Yeah, this was he, he plays sad old man so well. But The Undertaker's dong cheered him up. Yeah, cheers up everybody. She she originally gave him an hour. Like, you better make sure that Undertaker's in the middle of that ring in an hour. And I was thinking to myself, God, his entrance takes so long. You better start walking in about 40 minutes. Otherwise, he won't make it to the middle of the ring by then. Uh, this this was really, really bad. It felt like somebody was telling me that, that Clemson wasn't running the clock out before halftime. So they had to stall. <laughs> And that might have been why it was just like um, Stephanie coming out and rehashing all of these things that like Foley did wrong and since like October. Like you did this wrong and 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 I'm going to have to dong. You know, like it was just this. They just waited as long as they possibly could. Uh, yeah. So good for Taker coming out. That was fun. Baker came out. He looked like a guy who was three and a half months off of uh, off of surgery. Uh, Ramblin' Ryan Road says, third hour doesn't mean you, you uh, mean you need filler. Run your shows like matches are run and make every single minute you have mattered. That's hard to do with three hours. The level of talent that you have, the, the level you've allowed people to get over, it's hard. It's very hard. Undertaker comes out, like I said, he looks like he's three and a half months off of surgery because he is, but he enters the Royal Rumble match. Yep. You think he's winning it? Well, I mean, I don't know. I honestly, this is one of those Royal Rumble things because of the brand split 
and the two titles, there are so many possibilities. Uh, depending, I mean, we're all assuming that Reigns comes out of the the Rumble with the title, Universal title, which means there's a lot of different things they could do. They could pull the trigger and say, "We're going to put Goldberg against Reigns in the in Mania." They're going to blow off the Lesnar feud like they blew it off with between Lesnar and the Wyatts last year. They could blow it off right there and say, that's our money match. It's Goldberg versus Reigns. I don't think that's the money match. The Mania card is not set in at, any way. At all. And then that's, you know, that's, that's the question. I, I talked to a couple of people in WWE, and every week I ask the same thing. Any Mania plans? Any Mania plans? Card isn't finished. Nowhere near it. Yeah. A vague direction. So you got you – got, Cena versus Styles, depending on who takes that. That's an interesting thing. If you got a, a, a SmackDown person winning it, you know, I mean, is, is Taker a SmackDown superstar? Like he comes out and the first thing he says is, I'm back. Well, you said that when you were on SmackDown back in November. <laughs> so are you back here? Or are you back there? Are you the only superstar who's on both shows? Is that possible? Because, I mean, if anybody's going to do it, it's, it's Undertaker. Uh, I would like to see him... Uh, win it if he does, and then like make a big show of which one he's going to go after. Is he going to go after the one on SmackDown or the one on on Raw? That would be an interesting little uh, question that they could pull through. I would love to see him enter at thirty. You know, because Lord knows he's not going to go in there, be in there for an hour. I would love to see him come in as the last guy. You know, with maybe five or six dudes in the ring, and have you know that him be part of that, and maybe he could win at that point. He lets Stephanie know that he goes where he wants. I think Undertaker has a good shot. I mean, there are rumors that he'll face, well, there's speculation that he'll face Cena or Styles. That's that's a big one. That is a big one. That's a hell of an announcement. We have King of Strong Style on the YouTube chat saying, Sean, you never complain about six-hour UFC shows. Yeah, I do all the damn time. I bitch about UFC shows all the time being way too long. I've said it numerous times that MLB, NBA, NFL all are finding ways to make their shows shorter while WWE and UFC are making theirs longer. Also, uh, no, UFC shows are not mostly more boring than Raw in any way, shape, or form. Um, the pacing is a lot worse sometimes if they're like if they're on a Brazil show and they're trying to stretch it out. But no, uh, by an hour and a half into Raw, generally, it's tough for me. It's it's real tough for me. Now there were about three weeks where I thought it was really good and it wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're like just... this Bailey, Sa- Bailey, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and Nia Jax. What do we say about this match? Well, here's what here's what we do. It's this, this thing is this is where they 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 asked. Well, Sasha demanded it, and Bailey asked for a match next week, so Sasha could heal, and uh, um. And then Stephanie McMahon healed, and she she said, uh, "No, you're going to have that match tonight. I'm going to put an injured superstar in the ring to take more injuries because that's what's best for binge- business." Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what you're doing. You're 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 basically expanding this whole thing. There's rumors of they're going to hot shot this this um, the Bailey thing and make it um, like four months of a build of Stephanie and her like that was with the authority and Daniel Bryan ahead of his title, a match at mania, but that was like a year of build and this is going to be four months. So they're going to try. They're really pushing that hard. Um, I mean, these are the only four women on raw. I haven't, I don't, when was the last time we saw Dana Brooke 
like three, four weeks ago. Speaking uh, of, we got our 15th straight week of Emelina uh, vignettes. That is not hyperbole. That is not a joke. That is not me exaggerating. It's, it's been almost, 15 weeks. It's going to be 16 next week, which is four months. She, the, only, <laughs> the only time she's going to come back is after the Rumble. You know what I mean? That's that's it. Like, they're not going to have her come out, like, next week where there's two more weeks. Like, they're not like, doing that. They're, put, they're, they're holding her off. My hope, though, is if you saw my, my piece earlier uh, over the weekend that Pervert. she was – No, my article. Okay. Okay. My article over the weekend about uh, how Emma was posting stuff where she was feeding tigers and bears at this endangered species thing. I was like, well, maybe she's not an Instagram model. Maybe she's going to come back as like Emmalina, Queen of the Jungle Beasts. And I'm like, now that's something I could get behind. But, uh, but this, is not, this is not good. Um, they need more. Like, they actually asked Bailey in something. They asked her, would you like to see a uh, Women's Royal Rumble? And she says, we don't have enough women. Like, it's just a, it's just a straight up thing. We have like 10 women on the entire roster on both shows. That's really not a Royal Rumble. I don't know. I think they have more than 10. Which, I mean, you could do. You could probably do a ten woman Royal Rumble. Well, you could definitely have. Ten. You could have a. They could have a. They have a dozen, maybe fifteen at the most. You got Nia, Emma, Dana, Charlotte, Bailey, Fox, Banks. That's seven off the yep. top of my head. Then Alexa, Carmella, Becky, Eva when she comes back, Mickey, Naomi, Natalia, Bella. That's fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, fifteen. Do that. Yes, and because the women's division apparently still is half as important as the males, you have fifteen to thirty. There you go. Oh, geez. Uh, And Maurice is a surprise entrant. (laughs) Okay, real. I'm sure she's fantastic. She's great. I feel bad. I I need to switch you and Jeff around sometimes so you can talk about the good show. That would be wonderful. I mean, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you all have to switch. But so many good things to say about the last two weeks of SmackDown, and I'm over here on Raw going, "Oh God, yeah, yeah, guys, uh, check out that Shane Helms show from Friday. It's up on Fightful.com. Four non-members now get early access to those shows by registering for free at Fightful.com. You also get uh, access to our forums, contests, giveaways. Matt Riddle show early on Thursdays. Otherwise, y'all got to wait until the next week for those. Tough titty, they say. Kofi Kingston uh, defeated Titus O'Neil, but before New Day was out and they were clowning Titus, he wants to be a part of the New Day. They showed his gaffes from NXT in 2010, his bad promos, his keg carrying. And they give him a shot at redemption. They have him carry a keg around the ring. He does so, but then he Deshaun Jacksons it and drops it right before the the finish line. I've seen worse ways for them to fill time. Yeah, but this wasn't good. No, this is this is my this is the perfect personification of my problem with the way they write baby faces in in WWE. Like that's who the New Day still that's is. Bullies. Yeah, they're bullies. Like they they bring like Titus all Titus wants to do is be included in their group. He wants to be one of their friends, you know. And he's he, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, right? He they won't let him play in their New Day games, okay. And this is the thing is, then they say, okay, fine, we're going to hum- we like we have an offer for you, Titus, and you'll come down to the ring. And the offer is, we're going to show you your most humiliating part of your entire life, where you botched a promo and fell down trying to carry a keg around the ring. And we're gonna here's we're gonna set this whole thing up. 
Now, they didn't cause Titus to drop the keg before he went across the thing. That's fine. But then they laughed at him when he failed. They laughed and they pointed and laughed. And what do we tell kids? We teach them to stick up, stick up for yourself, stand up to the bully. And Titus O'Neil does that. And yet he's still the heel. He's still the heel. And it's just, and when, when he loses the matchup inevitably to Kofi Kingston, they all laugh at him and they dance around, shaking their booties, drinking their booty juice. Please, God, don't ever actually make that a thing like you made booty, bootios a thing. Don't they actually. They are. They're doing it. I will say that I like the entrance where they uh, pour bootios sure. all over the, the people's face. That's fine. But I, I, I'm, I'm kind of done with the whole heels uh baby faces as bullies thing and we think that that's a good thing what we had a whole anti-bullying campaign a couple years ago called be a star and no it's the pro-bullying now because that's those are good guys your good guys are bullies gold bliss asks seriously who do you logically predict on facing undertaker at wrestlemania i think cena versus undertaker is a big marquee matchup that they could do yeah that's that's what i think that's just me predicting. Right. And I, the thing about it is I don't think that the title needs to be involved in that match. I don't either. But if you did involve it in that match, you know, then it's a thing of like, does Taker win a title at Mania? Does Cena win his 16th? It becomes a major deal even more. But I don't think you need it. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. I was honestly uh, su- uh, surprised, not surprised, but I had hoped that Taker was going to come out in the um, the site of uh, WrestleMania 2018 and say that WrestleMania will be my last WrestleMania and I'm going and I and I want this last year to be a, a real year maybe they would put the title on him have it carry have him carry it for a year and then lose it at WrestleMania to go out in 2018 in New Orleans I thought that might have been a thing but oh well next up well Kofi Kingston defeated Titus O'Neil. It was quick. Kofi won. That's it. U.S. title match. I thought this was a really well-worked match. The use of the shark cage at the beginning was pretty good. There was a cool spot where Kevin Owens popped up Roman Reigns, and you could hear him telling Jericho. I love how they shout spots at each other in this match because they're they're letting each other know what's going on. It's like, I'm going to pop him up. Be ready. And they're able to get away with that because they're they're working right. together. They're working together, yeah. And uh, Reigns catches Jericho with a punch. They were like in full uh, Home Alone 2 mode here, trying to go for stuff, and Roman Reigns just playing their Macaulay Culkin and thwarting them. Then Owens hits a sick powerbomb on the apron. They end up beating Roman Reigns, and Chris Jericho gets the pin. He is United States champion 19 years after he first challenged one Eddie Guerrero for that title. This is a championship that always eluded Chris Jericho. He has been uh, WCW world champion, WWF world champion, uh, cruiserweight champion, which an iteration of that is still around, television champion, hardcore champion, European, intercontinental. He's a tag team champion. He's held it all. I just I think this is really the only title that he hasn't held that he is that he qualifies for. Now maybe there's been one. I don't know. I think maybe he's gotten them all. That's pretty damn impressive, Alex. Oh, it's incredibly impressive. Uh, I, now, I hold on. before we have people say he was written to win that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. 
it's more of a it's more of a compliment to his longevity and his yeah. value and his worth. Yeah. At this point. Sorry yeah. to interrupt. No, 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 absolutely. That that's that was that's my point is that Chris Jericho, we we you forget about how long that guy's been around even though if he's, you know, taken breaks from time to time. Uh, but of all the stuff that he was able to do, it's really it, it means something that he's now held them all, that he's now been a champion every way you could be a champion in the time that he's been around. Um, I uh, I really love uh, Jericho working together. Um, I've, I've I've loved them doing stuff. So they were doing stuff, you know, at SummerSlam when they beat Enzo and Cass. Like they're really, really, really good together. There was a great moment they had in this backstage interview earlier where it was. Uh, Kevin Owens just yelling stuff at Charlie Caruso, and then he, he was done. And he says, "Chris, now you say things," and that was just yeah. that made me laugh so hard when I was watching. I love these guys. The the whole calling spots really loudly at each other. That was that's all fun. Uh, they they work very well together in the ring. Um, you know, we all thought this was just another way to give to to have Roman go over somebody, uh, two guys at once, uh, and I was glad to see they they didn't do that. Um, there was a point earlier where, where Roman Reigns was in a backstage interview, and he says, listen, it is my obligation to defend this title day in and day out. I'm like, what are you talking about? You've, been, you've defended it like four times. In, like in, well, in if you got live events, maybe. Yes, but if you got live events, sure. But on Raw, he's, he doesn't defend the title, and he only defends it against these two guys. Those are the only people he defends it against. So it, I, I, I like that, that – uh, I like that – Jericho um, wins uh, this thing, and I love that that Kevin Owens stood by and let his best friend get the pin. There was no dissension, there was no confusion. Uh, I like that these two guys right now are, are at the peak of their friendship. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when uh, when Jericho drops the title belt out of the shark cage, trying to help Kevin Owens at Royal Rumble, and Roman Reigns picks it up and hits him with it or something. That it'll all come crashing down, but uh, in the me for the meantime, I'm really like I really love the idea that I'm gonna get to watch a couple of weeks of Raw with both Jericho and Owens carrying a strap around. I think that's gonna be kind of fun. Also, it's more like 20 years since Jericho uh, challenged Eddie Guerrero, and I get a lot of people saying, "Well, he didn't win the ECW title. He wrestled like two dozen matches there, you guys." <laughs> and in that time, he did win the World Television Title. Uh, challenged for the heavyweight title and challenged for the tag titles, which is saying something uh, in itself. And I think he challenged for all those over the course of like two months. Cause I know he faced Raven in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Like he had a real good uh, ECW run, especially considering that he didn't win like the last 10 matches he did. Like they knew he was on his way out. So Man, we so we we had some history made on this this episode of Raw. At the very least, Roman Reigns isn't champion anymore. Chris Jericho is. Hey, I'm cool with that. Jericho is more than than earned that spot. And like I said, there are a lot of people that are like, <laughs> uh, he's written to win it. He's written to win it. I remember when New Day broke the record. Alex, there was a guy. And I, hey, I'm not taking a shot at Vince Russo, but if you ever go to these people's Facebooks, you'll always see followed by Vince Russo on there. <laughs> you'll always see one of those. That's the only person I have in common. And it'll be like, I used to be mad about this stuff. 
Now I just realize I'm okay with it because it's written. They didn't earn anything. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, is that why people politic to hold titles? Yeah. Because it doesn't mean anything. They don't make any extra money. They don't get extra merchandise. They don't, they're not, they're not of more value to the company. They aren't given more promotional spots where they are, again, paid more money. They sell more merch, which gets them more money, all that stuff. Yeah, no, the, yeah. It's, it's important. Up on the menu this week for Fightful.com, as I mentioned, Sean Pearson, Elias Theodoru, uh, Showdown Joe bringing you the pain with all the MMA podcasts. Tomorrow night after SmackDown, myself and Jeff Hawkins. Wednesday, I think myself and Fightful.com founder Jimmy Van are going to be doing a show, I think. Uh, send us questions, anything you want to know about Fightful, how it came together, the future of it, wrestling in general. Jimmy Van is an OG of internet wrestling coverage. He had his own site that was his full-time job like, I want to say, 19, 20 years ago. So he, he knows what he's doing here. Uh, he's moved on to other things and has become a gazillionaire from what I understand. Matt Riddle show on Thursday, Shane Helm show on Friday. Register for early access to those shows. Follow at Fightful Online for all of our stories. Follow at Fightful Wrestle for our live wrestling tweets and coverage. Follow at Fightful MMA. We are still Twitter eggs on both of those for those. Yeah, we're done with Raw already, uh, Chris Rodriguez, for who, who just brought that up. It was a terrible show. It was a hmm. That show was a scrub. Yeah, there, there, there were there were good moments in there, but not not many of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what do we got here? What do we have to talk about? We got about we got some time left. We got some time left. Let's see what we got. We'll run through the headlines. Yeah. How about that? How about that? <laughs> so, have I spoken to you or since the uh, since the show that JBL and Paul Heyman were on? Uh, we have not from formally talked about it. No, Jeff did. What did yeah. you think about that? About how they treated Rosenberg? Uh, it was it was bad. Um, listen, he, this is the whole thing is that that they they know how sensitive. A lot of their fans are, and they're deliberately poking them with a stick. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of the most infuriating thing, is that they know people are going to take it the way that they took it, uh, and they're doing it anyway to get a rise out of them. Um, you can't... It's, everyone's too knowledgeable now. Um, we, we're, we're all... All these people they're talking to, we're all internet savvy. We all read all the things. We all know... We all talk to each other about stuff. And to say, basically, like, you're opinions don't matter your feelings don't matter shut up and take what we give you um like how dare we know anything about the business right now i by the way guys i want to say this follow whether it's to me on twitter and the message box whatever send in topics that you want me and shane to talk about on the friday show one of those topics will be eventually uh talking about kayfabe and how it's changed it's changed, Alex. Yeah. Uh, a really good reason for that is MMA. It exists. Mm-hmm. We know that a single punch can knock people out. We know it's not realistic to watch two people 
fight for 25 minutes straight. Yeah. We suspend that disbelief. But for them to act like, okay, we're in a new age. We there's the internet. We we know that there are things that do and don't work. Like and their 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 attitude is how dare you know about our business. It came off as super carny to me. Yeah. No, it, I didn't it, like uh, it. No, I didn't I didn't I didn't much care for it either. I actually enjoyed JBL's reasoned and articulate re like explanation for why the third hour exists. He had all the financial numbers and everything. And and that was fine. And then Paul Heyman jumps in and says, You don't want you what what do you want it to be? Three hours, two hours. Like, well, I think with the financial three hours or two hours, say it. Like it was just this really He was being gimmicky hustle. on a show where he didn't need to be gimmicky. It was just really hustle and weird, and I didn't I, I didn't get JBL it. JBL was great in that situation. I thought yeah. he was awesome. Uh, nothing against him. I thought Heyman was being really gimmicky. Um Hey guys, I have a feature up uh that was Inspired by um, word words, big '80s tweet from a while back about Jeff Jarrett guitars. I wrote about it. TNA has 178 of them left. If you all want to buy one for 60 bucks, that's a fun read. Uh, six stars, Alex. Six stars. Six. He, he like I honestly, if you want to do five and a quarter, because that's how much how much better it is. But to go the full six, like that's really really good and it was a great match See the match. See yeah. the match we're talking about kenny omega kazuchika okada at wrestle kingdom i'll preface this alex favorite match of all time it's okay. mine excellent it is it just passed michael's undertaker i mean it's it's certainly a great match probably top five all time i don't have the connection to it like the story behind it that required that i'm that i required to be like okay I watched this build for this many, like that's to me is what pushes a match over well, the edge. Listen, it's, it's well known that Japanese people don't like fingerless gloves. So, I mean, right, sure, totally I, have I, a total, bias. I totally have a bias. Um, it's no Molina versus Alicia Fox, but I thought their use of a table, their tease at the table oh, and then the execution of the table. Phenomenal. There's, oh, there's nothing like, I don't have any problem with the match. The method was nothing wrong. If you want to say it's perfection, then it's perfection, which is by definition five stars. But if it's a full star beyond perfection, that might be hyperbole. That m- what does be. a five and a quarter star match look like? I, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like the, the, now you've given it a six star. So now you you have the ability to go five and a quarter, five and a half, five and three quarters. But it, it'll never match up to the full six star. I want but you can't to- do. But you can't do that, can you? If you're right. this is this is in reference to Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer newsletter, and we don't usually talk about the grading system or anything. It's all subjective, right? But um, huh? It's weird because if somebody goes, if he goes five and a half stars in the future, people will see that as an insult, right? Right. <laughs> Isn't it was, it crazy? It was better than every other match in the history of the world, but it's no Omega Okada. You know, like it's just it's just very odd. Uh but again, the match is brilliant. Both those guys are brilliant. Now, here's the thing. Um if you believe John Cena, he's predicting uh oh, Kenny Omega to show up on WWE programming any day now. Any day now. And I actually did a, a full deep dive into uh John Cena's Instagram to find all the other things that he predicted. And you can find that on Fightful.com. If you Google uh, 
connecting the dots over on uh, Fightful.com, you'll find out all the other things that John Cena was predicting. But, uh, but yeah, of course he's trolling everybody. And even though uh, Omega has, has addressed the rumors and whatnot, his contract is up on the 31st. The Rumble's on the uh, 29th. There, is there are true? some, is there are some varying reports on that. Oh, good. Uh, there's some saying that he may have renewed. And I, it's, his contract, his original contract, did expire January 31st, but there are reports that, or I don't want to say reports. There are some suggesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hogan at the rumble, a possibility yet. Uh, No, I think if he does it, it'll be at WrestleMania. It'll be mania. If they do it, mania. Yeah. Who do we have in the UK tourney? I don't know who the hell's in it. Uh, well, I'll tell you the people that the whole things. I don't know enough about all 16 of them. I'll tell you, I like Joseph Connors and I like Pete Dunn. And I like Mandrews because I've seen those guys wrestle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, to me, if I feel like there's a very big hole in my wrestling knowledge, and that hole is basically indie guys in the UK. So maybe I'll do a little uh, YouTube watching of some of these guys before Saturday and figure out who I think might win these matches. But I also love the idea of going into the weekend not knowing anything and just letting like that, that be the story, you know? Is Reigns winning the Universal title at the Rumble? Uh, yeah, I think so. And if I were them, I would build a baby face up to face him at Mania. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This whole thing is if he wins it, then you then you got to figure out the guy who wins the, the Rumble, if he's on Raw, faces Reigns. So who's that going to be? You know what I mean? Like if it's, if it's Braun Strowman, I feel like that's just a big – I mean, you have, there's so much more to do with Braun Strowman before you feed him to Roman Reigns. So uh, I'm interested. I'm inter- I mean, I, I'm interested in seeing what, the, what they do with this because the, the, the last four on the Rumble, I feel like, are going to be all four guys who, who could conceivably change the direction of WWE for the next year, depending on who wins the Rumble. That's really interesting to me. Um, but yeah, De- Reigns is definitely winning that match with Jericho in the shark cage. That's definitely happening. <laughs> Guys, Fightful.com. If you're not going there, I don't know what the hell you're doing here. But you need to be there. Get on those boards. Get on our forums. Register for free. Uh, if you have a Discuss account, you can chime in on our comment section on each news article. More news, more live coverage than any place else you will go. Uh, go in those live viewing parties, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Lucha Underground, TNA, every WWE, Ring of Honor, pay-per-view, every UFC show, we got them for you. Come in there, ask us whatever you want. We got a good community. Alex, anything to let the people know before we go? You can follow me on Twitter at Pawlowski the Fourth, P-A-W-L-O-W-S-K-I-T-H-E. Number four, TH. Guys, forums. I'm going to open up a, an Ask Us Anything over there, whether it's about business, wrestling, whatever you want. We're out.